Hi, and welcome to the Markeisha Hall podcast. I'm your host, Markeisha Hall. I'm a parent empowerment partner, IEP coach, and certified autism travel professional. And today we're going to talk about my journey, how I went from special education teacher to foster mom, to adoptive mom, to autism mom. And um, so here we go. Actually, I think I need to start back to um, before I was a teacher and what I wanted to become before I was a teacher, which was a mom. Yep, that was my whole big goal in life was to become a mother. This is important to you because when you're thinking about why we might partner together or be internet besties, it's because I am a mom at heart. And becoming a mother was not easy for me. Um, I was told that I wouldn't have a 2% chance of ever having kids. And if you've seen any of my social media, you see that I have four beautiful kiddos, um, three birth kiddos and my adoptive baby, which is our youngest one. So that's where my heart came from. When I started to begin to teach, I just saw all those kiddos as my kiddos. And when I got into special education in 2008, I just fell in love even more with a population of students I hadn't really been exposed to growing up, as I'm sure many of you guys have not. So in comes teaching, general ed, special ed, and being very busy with the Giants. They all play lots of sports. Um, And we are off over uh, Christmas break when one of my besties, um, who has a heart of gold, took in a sibling group. But she already had four kids. So when she took in the sibling group, she had seven kids at the house. And one day she just called me and she's like, I can't do this anymore. Can you help? Now, mind you, we both were working. We have three kids that play lots of sports, just crazy schedules. And but we were off for a Christmas break. So we said, Yeah, sure, it's going to be temporary. Mind you also that we were not um, foster parents. <laughs> we had not gone through that process. But since it was an emergency kind type of situation, we did take them in for what we thought was going to be Christmas break. And you see that now I'm 45 with a six year old. So you see how that went. But I believe that God has a plan for everything. And we definitely are blessed of having him in our home. Now, once we decided I decided early on, of course, I love the kids. I'll have more kids. Dre says no more kids. So we we are definitely at an impasse and guess there won't be any more because I'm tired, guys. I'm tired of being 45 with a six year old. So when Joe came into our home, he did not have any um, language, not even um he didn't babble. He did not have any effect. Um, so he just wasn't showing any of those things. And he there was definitely some 
um, delays that we noticed. But I think being a special education teacher, I kind of notice those things when I'm just out and about. And I kind of probably did like many of you was like, no, he's just adjusting to our home since he had been in um, different foster homes prior to us. And he's just adjusting to our home. He's just getting to know us. Um, But those um, concerns started to um, be amplified the more that the time went on. And I decided to put my teacher hat on and take some data. You know how I feel about data, don't you guys? Um, And start the process of seeing how we could best help him um, develop. This was not an easy task because I was his foster mom. I did not have his, I did not have all his rights. Um, That is a whole nother process um, for my son that he was in the foster care system and also entering into the special education system um, before he was three. Of course, that's the early childhood. Um, I don't I was about to say early childhood development. I can't think of the word I'm saying. I'm sorry, it's escaping me. It'll I'll come back to it. Um, but in California, he was a client of the regional center where they did um, early childhood intervention. There we go. Um, in our home. He also had OT and speech. And let me tell you that that was very overwhelming. I feel like, and some of my um, former parents can attest to or have told me that I had great, I don't know if I want to say empathy, but I was very good at imagining what it would be like. So I tried to make things the best I could in my um, classroom and getting goals that are, of course, just outside the classroom. And we'll talk about that in another podcast episode. But being on the other side as a mom, I was tired, you guys. I mean, we literally, he had, he had neurologist, um, audiologist, uh, OT therapist, speech therapist, um, and not just a general speech therapist. They called it, ah, it's been so wild. They called it something else, medical, medical based speech therapy, since he wasn't even making any real sounds or babbles. Um, nothing really, but, but crying, actually. Um, so I remember in particular, guys, going to um, speech therapy, we had already been doing this for a little while and early intervention in our home, uh, several hours a week. And he learned how to say a version of shoe. And he did not like when his shoe would be off. But however, somehow he managed to take them off. We're in the car, heading to speech and OT in Claremont. I mean, California guys. So it's not usually a long drive from where I live to Claremont. But in the morning when we had to get to speech, everyone's heading that way to go to work. So in traffic with him in the back, just saying his version of shoe, 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 
shoot. I mean, I'm getting emotional just reliving that moment of that day because I couldn't get his shoe, right? I'm driving. He's in the car seat right behind me. So I couldn't even like kind of reach my hand back to maybe pick up the shoe because he's directly behind me. And I just cried. And I cried that day and we actually did not. I got off the freeway and we ended up going to the park because it was overwhelming to to hear him continue to say that I couldn't help him. Um, it was one of the words that he was learning how to say. And we still had a long ways to go. And in my mind, I could not imagine being on that freeway for another good 30 minutes with him continue, continuing to um, his meltdown, continuing to escalate. And I'm not able to do anything about it while I'm driving. There's so many stories that I know you guys have like that out there. And I, being a special education, former special edu- education teacher, could only imagine what that was like. But actually being in that um, position really made me go back and think of all of the things that my former um, parents and now many of them are friends have gone through um, and some of the things that just I took for granted, having neurotypical kids, that wouldn't have happened. Um, A, they could understand that the shoes on the floor and they're, you know, we'll, I could say something as simple as we'll get it when we mommy will get it when we get to, you know, when we get to speech or when we get to the park. And in Joe's case, he wasn't able to understand that concept. He just wanted what what he wanted at that at that time. And there's just so many other instances that I could go through and and share. And I just want you guys to know that I feel you on this other side of um, educating where I was educating children with special needs and raising um, a child on the spectrum. But it's not all um, frustrating times. There's some very funny times. Um, Joe does some things that we just love. And um, everywhere we go, he has a light about him that I don't know, everybody just loves. I think that he is um, definitely a light in the world. And we're definitely blessed that he or that God chose to place him in our home because that was not our plan. We did not intend on a having any more kids and we did not intend on adopting any children um, because our schedules were so crazy busy. I know I keep saying that, but literally we have to recruit my dad to, to help us <laughs> get around pre COVID um, because having three kids in sports with only two parents and Dre coaching, uh, we couldn't get to all the things at all the time. So thank God my dad's retired. Anyhow, I digress. I wanted to say that um, I wanted to share, excuse me, just that moment that even though I am very well aware, since that is also my profession, um, special education, and interacting with different therapists throughout the years, 
that being a mom on the other side, um, I still feel those things. I still feel frustrated. I still cry. I still laugh. Or I still say, you know what, we're just not going to do this today. Um, If it's therapy or now virtual school. Um, I'm just not, even though I know what needs to be done and what should be done, that it's okay to just not sometimes. So release yourself from that mommy get guilt or, or dad guilt. Um, Cause Dre's going to be listening to this and he wants to always say that the dads are there and they are, there are some great dads that are doing great things out there. I definitely couldn't do this without, um, without the type of dad that, that Dre is. He's a great dad. And um, I hope that you enjoyed listening to a little bit of our story. And I hope that we uh, talk or talk or see each other on the internet soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah.